Welcome to Leanne's Voice Podcast. I'm so glad you decided to watch, listen, read, etc. Do it all to catch up on this amazing speaking tips podcast where I always try and give lots of information to women in business or working their side hustle or doing a mixture of them all. If you're going to be a woman working in corporate where you need to speak effectively in the business format, this podcast is for you. And of course, I'm going to ask you to listen, enjoy all of the podcasts, but you know the drill. I ask, beg, plead you to subscribe, click the notifications button, give me a thumbs up, write a nice five-star review for me as well, whether you listen on Spotify, iTunes, whichever platform you pick, all right? Let's crack into this podcast. Okay, ladies, welcome to this week's podcast. I have an amazing guest for you. Some of you may know her, some of you may not. Okay, so you may have heard her before. Her name is Marissa Bailey Coaching. Have you heard of her? If you haven't, you're going to know loads, loads more. So Marissa is the CEO and founder of Marissa Bailey Coaching. She is a certified authentic leadership coach. She's trained and certified in emotional intelligence. Now we all need to learn and grow in that area, definitely. She has extensive professional experience building and leading teams, businesses, development, and and process optimization too. She is personally fascinated and continues to educate herself on the science of the brain, psychology, and the whole science of well-being too. Marissa works with coaches and consultants to help them confidently build and scale a business based on the foundation of their core values. Like We all need that. We need to know our core values and build your business on those. Her approach includes, it's kind of like a threefold method, but she'll go more into this as well. Her approach includes value identification, vision embodiment, and aligned strategy too. She believes when all these three fundamentals are centered, we all have the ability to create a life and business full of abundance. Like We all want a life of abundance, fulfillment, and integrity too. She's here to help you unravel your limiting beliefs through mindset coaching and an unshakable business foundation through an aligned strategy too. Simply said, she's the person you hire when you're tired of wishing and waiting and you're ready to start being all you were meant to be. Ladies, I give you Marissa Bailey. Welcome, Marissa. Hello. I feel like if I could have you introduce me everywhere I go, that would just be perfect. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. So how are you doing today? I am wonderful. I'm so excited to be here. It's another beautiful day in Raleigh, North Carolina. So, and I get to speak with you. Yay. Excellent. 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 It's so great to have you on the podcast. I'm really excited to learn everything you're going to share. Um, just there's so many different parts I wanted to kind of go through, but I think first of all, I think one of the key things our listeners really want to find out is kind of linked about with like confidence and like, how do you learn to confidently be yourself without being kind of aggressive kind of thing? Mm, Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good question to just kick right off into it. So really learning to be confident with yourself Mm -hmm. is really an external short win. It's a long-term sustainable piece of work that we do on ourselves every single day. And so some things that I really work with my clients on and really wanting to be more of themselves um, 
from a more authentic perspective, how they view themselves. I really tie in the emotional intelligence piece of it, you know, how you perceive yourself, how you speak to yourself, how you react to different situations and experiences in life is really to have that, that internal chatter in a very kind way, really showing yourself self-compassion. Yeah. And when I mean showing yourself self-compassion is being so kind to yourself when you're speaking to yourself. And a really solid exercise that I coach my clients on and I use I've used for the longest time now is really um, when you have that conversation with yourself, if it's not something that you would say to somebody that you love, mm. don't say it to yourself. You know, yeah. you would not walk up to your best friend and like, wow, you really bombed that or that failed. You yeah. were, you're not good enough to do this. You would never say that to somebody that you love. So why would you say it to yourself? Mm -hmm. So really, really embodying that, that confidence from a place of a solid foundation of really mm. recognizing who you are, where, where you are right now is yeah. so important. And really just being mindful about being present with yourself, mm. not looking backward, not looking forward, but really being present in the moment here and now and practicing that, that self-compassion talk and those exercises and recognizing that failure is temporary and there is yeah. no failure without an opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Some of my biggest moments in air quotes failures have been some of my like most incredible growth moments, incredible yeah. learning moments. And I think that really reframing failure in our lives to a moment of mm -hmm. opportunity for learning and growth is so important to really even start at step one of really being confident with where we are. Yeah, definitely. It just sounds, it sounds so, so, so simple and so realistic, but I know myself, some of the stuff you said, I'm just like, I'm not doing that. I love the points you said about the internal chat, be kind, what you say to yourself. And would you say that to your best friend? And honestly, some of the stuff I know that in my own mind, I'd be like, oh no, I've done that wrong. I wouldn't express that to my best friend in that way. Definitely not. And just being kind to yourself. Yeah, definitely. I love that. And I know it's so true, but you know, being present in the moment, because I've noticed that at times of lockdown, my mind can be doing 101 things. Like I can be doing my work and I'm thinking like, okay, I've got to go and do this at the shop between this time, etc. But that was so key. Be present in the moment self-compassion and I love the point you said about failure is only temporary it's an opportunity to learn that is really brilliant and really really helpful I really hope our listeners are really taking on board that point that's key definitely definitely and then as well I was thinking as well just kind of moving on from like you know you talked about um having confidence about yourself and the internal chatter and thing and I was wondering about Often women can say a lot of things in their own mind, um, maybe not always come out as well. But um, I was wondering, how, how did you find a way to be heard and seen as a young female, often in a male-dominated industry? Like, sort of what tips would you give for a female who's in a, I don't know, maybe something like construction or mechanical engineering? What, what sort of advice would you give for that particular female in that area of business? Yeah, wonderful question. So this is one thing that I love speaking about, and I can probably have an entire talk show about this, <laughs> uh, is really um, to give some background, the industries that I worked in for uh, years is I worked in the oil and gas industry wow. and also um, the video game industry. So very two industries that are well known for being primarily 
uh, a male dominated industry. Mm -hmm. So when I entered into those industries, I had no intention of it whatsoever. You know, I, I just kind of fell into those. And I'm so grateful that I did because I really grew and flourished as a leader, not only professionally, but also personally. How was I leading in my life? Mm -hmm. So when I entered the oil and gas industry was the first um, role that I held where I was working with primarily all males, mm -hmm. roles where I would just kind of um, like lay down and let things just kind of roll. I was very much a yes, yes person, a people yeah. pleaser. And for whatever reason in that, in a moment, I remember walking into work one day and saying something as simple as, you know what? No, I'm not going to eat my lunch at, at my desk this day. I'm going to get mm -hmm. up and I'm going to go out into the kitchen and start a conversation with one of the guys out there. Yeah. And I continued doing that of really stretching myself outside of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And I feel like one of the tips that I do it is saying, you know, if you have that moment where you're having an inkling, I really speak a lot about intuition. So trusting your gut, trusting your intuition. Mm -hmm. If you have a feeling that's saying, why don't you go do this? You know, think about if you do this or you have a, a vision of, for me, it was, well, what are the pros and cons of me sitting at my desk and just working through lunch by myself yeah. versus getting up and getting out there to get to know somebody? Yeah. And obviously the, the pros outweighed the cons. And so it was really getting up and stretching myself out of that comfort zone, introducing myself, having awkward small talk if I needed to, and just embracing it for all that it was. Mm -hmm. From that moment on, I grew tremendously in being a leader of making my own decisions and being confident in what I was doing. Um, I quickly grew that role out of a office manager into business development for the West Coast Division. Mm -hmm. I worked with top executives in that industry. I um, had my own, um, what do you call those, coveralls and steel-toed boots and hard hat. Yeah. And I was out there in the, in the oil refineries learning because I wanted to learn as much as I possibly could. Mm -hmm. And the same thing in the gaming industry is really, you know, a saying that I have is, you know, instead of waiting to be invited to the table, just take your own chair. You yeah. know, stop asking for permission. You don't need permission. If you feel so strongly about something that you can add value, even if you're not sure if you're going to have the quote unquote right answer, but you have a voice, use mm -hmm. it. Because if, if we keep holding back our voices and our values and the knowledge and the benefits that we can share with the world at any scale, mm -hmm. whether that's speaking up in, in a two-person meeting or speaking up at in front of the board of directors and a meeting, yeah. do it. I encourage every single person to do that because that moment of fear, that moment where yeah. you can feel your body reacting like, oh boy, you're raising your hand or oh, meant to do that. And yeah. it's so incredibly powerful when you have that moment of using your voice and saying like, wow, I did that. And the first time you do it, you can't wait to do it again. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Definitely. Just taking even just the small thing of starting a conversation, making the decision uh, not to eat your lunch at your desk, but to go and find someone else to connect with and stuff. That, that's really like, that's a huge step out in like faith and stuff like definitely and stretching yourself out of the comfort zone. And that's where the growth comes. That's where like your own kind of self-training, the leadership comes as well. And I love it. And I love that you said as well, stop holding yourself back because that's the only person that is holding us back. Like if you know that you've got something to say, to share a value or a skill or an expertise, 
definitely go out and give that. I really, really love that point. And trust your intuition because sometimes you can be like, oh, I'm not too sure, but just do it anyway in the fear. I love that, definitely. And I, I loved as well, just moving on from like kind of the tips that you gave yeah. there about speaking in a male-dominated industry. I was thinking um, as well, like what kind of some more tips I'm going to ask you about. What other tips can you give about um, speaking confidently about who you are without kind of sounding kind of like oh, I'm the big boss, you know? Mm, yeah, I, I think that that question in and of itself kind of has a tip in there where how would you want to be uh, approached or entered yeah. into a conversation with somebody in a way that feels really good for you? So if you wouldn't speak a certain way to somebody else, mm -hmm. then don't speak that way to anybody else, if that, that kind of makes sense. So yeah. to articulate that a little bit better, it can kind of go back to that, that best friend conversation. If you wouldn't say this to your best friend in the yeah. way that you're anticipating approaching this, then, then don't approach that conversation. Um, really making that decision to enter into any kind of conversation mm -hmm. is up to you. How do you want to be perceived? How do you want people to uh, perceive how you're communicating with them. Again, it's communicating with people, not talking at people. Leaders don't talk at people. True, authentic leaders do not speak at people. They engage their individuals in conversations, whether it's a, a teammate, a team member, a direct report, or somebody mm. above them. Whatever it is, being a true leader is really engaging in conversation and being okay with saying, I don't know, or let's figure yeah. this out together, or I'm not sure yet. And also yeah. being open to feedback. And I'm still like on a mission to figure out a word, a better word for feedback because mm -hmm. feedback kind of has this, this negative connotation to it. Yeah. But it's really just being, being open to having open dialogue about yeah. what's happening and really being confident in that self and asking for what you want and being confident in, in who you are comes down to the end of the day of also that value identification. What are your core values? If you're entering into a conversation that feels very inauthentic to you and one of your mm -hmm. core values is authenticity, you're going to feel very off. You're probably yeah. going to have a physical reaction to it where maybe your stomach is feeling off or you're sweating or you're yeah. really nervous. We all know those feelings <laughs> that we want to just turn and run out the door. It's because yeah. one of your, your values is being compromised. So one thing that I work with on my clients is really sitting down and doing some value identification and mm -hmm. asking yourself, one, am I actually embodying these values daily? And mm -hmm. two, if I'm not, how can I do it more? And three, identifying any kind of situation that has felt really good with your values or ones that have maybe felt compromised. And you'll be able to really, really identify those and put pins in them and recognize, okay, if I'm walking into it in this situation, I really need to harness onto these four top values of mine to really feel empowered when I walk into this conversation and when I walk out of this conversation. It's a really good, a good visual that I like to give to it because I, I love bringing in my corporate experience and now my into my entrepreneurial business is um, I really like to look at it as my board of directors is mm -hmm. no longer individuals sitting in a team. My board of directors are now my, my value sitting in it every single day. And I harness each of those uh -huh. in different experiences and different moments to help me approach any situation, any conversation, any challenge. And, and that takes some work, but really recognizing and saying, okay, I want to have my value sitting at, the, at this table now 
because yeah. I'm in charge of how I react. I'm in charge of how I respond mm -hmm. and I'm in charge of how I want to feel before, during, and after this conversation. Nice. I like that. Yeah, that was, that was so much in that answer. Definitely. Like I love it. Then you said, cause I always have that struggle about being the term open to feedback because often for me I think the struggle was how feedback was often delivered to me I think that makes me struggle I'm happy with feedback I think it's the delivery that makes me go, I love it calling it maybe open dialogue and stuff like that and the best friend check I think I'm going to try and remember that one like would I say this to my best friend and I love it confidence in yourself and I love the thing about um, embodying your values um, the ones that felt good and one that we felt compromised and what did your body react to and I love when you gave the vision of your now your board of directors as an entrepreneur which have your values sitting at each of the seat rather than kind of physical people I've never really thought of it in that way and that's really helpful to have that mindset shift of like okay these are all my values of you know I'm helping I'm serving I'm adding value and all of those different things and to know what your core values are and have those who are the board of directors who I would have to go and answer back to I really love that kind of mindset shift that really changes the focus on how I'll be doing business and I hope for our listeners as well too I really love that definitely mm, yeah uh, I'm really glad that that resonated to, mm -hmm. to elaborate a little bit more on that too is what I recognized with some some market research and also in working with mm -hmm. my clients and my personal experience is that a lot of my clients are individuals who are thinking about or have recently transitioned out of a corporate lifestyle yeah. into entrepreneurship and a majority of the time there is a internal and external struggle of looking for the external validation because we're so used to, depending on what type of role we're in, we're so used to looking yeah. for validation or gold stars from somebody else, may it be a manager or a coworker or a client, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. So it is, a, it is a deep level of doing that work for your mind to understand that your yeah. values are truly the ones that are leading you and you are the only one that you need to report to. And so really at the end of the day, to be confident in who you are and what you do and who you are here to serve is really to be in line with your values and to be working and speaking from a place of integrity so that you're not compromising your true identity, who you really are. Because that when you're embodying your true identity and your core values, you're speaking about the things that truly matter to you. You're speaking from a place of confidence your body language changes and you won't be able to see me right now, but for the mm. listeners, I'm sitting up straight. I'm recognizing yeah. that my, my volume's changing. I'm not speaking a lower, lower volume and I'm really being intentional with the words that I choose. And you can recognize your energy going up and down when you are true in true alignment with your values and that you're speaking from a place of confidence because you're in line and you're in integrity with who you truly are. Definitely. I love that. Like, yeah I love that focus about the values that those are what are leading you and, and that you need to answer back to the values that's really really good way to just really understand that I've never really heard it put in that way but I really love that kind of that kind of description of it really really helpful and um, I wanted to kind of leading on from like the values and stuff and I wanted to kind of a lot of my listeners may be talking about they want to ask for try and get a promotion they want to ask for you know to develop their role they may want to ask for you know a bigger amount in the contract they're trying to negotiate I wanted to ask you this question based on that like can you explain the power of ask for women in the workplace or those who are in business or kind of juggling both and doing a side hustle 
Mm, yes, uh, another wonderful topic. So simply said, to, to put this in the most simple terms, if you never ask, the answer will always be no. Yeah. So the power <laughs> of ask is incredible. So it's really going to a place of taking a risk on yourself. You know, people, other people in your life have taken a risk on you many times, whether, whether it be a risk by having any type of relationship or trust in you, you also deserve to do the same thing for yourself. So ask yourself, what is it that I really want? What is it that I need in this moment? What is going to make me feel 100% taken care of by myself? Mm -hmm. And then really ask yourself the external questions too. What is it that I want in this situation? How do I want to feel? How do I want to communicate in this? And then there's also the beautiful power of visualization when yeah. you walk into these conversations of asking. So whether it be asking for a promotion, asking for a raise, asking, visualizing yourself, visualize yourself having that conversation. Mm. You can visualize, your, visualize yourself walking into the office of the individual you're having the conversation with. How, mm. how is your posture? How are you sitting? What is the tone and the volume of your voice? If you shake hands, how firm is your handshake? If you're yeah. uh, having some small talk, what are some of the questions that you're asking or joking about, or if you're more of a direct person, how do you walk in and say, this is what I came in here to talk about today. Mm -hmm. Here is my goal. Here is my intention for this conversation. And really visualize all of those pieces playing out. It's almost like I'm a huge visual person. If you can't tell, it's yeah. almost like you have this, this puzzle of that conversation and you dump all the pieces out on a table. Yeah. And in your mind, you're putting them all together until you get to the very last piece. And then it's just boom, fulfillment, joy, exhilaration. Yeah. And, and so when you walk in and you want to ask for what you want, what you need in those moments, the, the three key questions are, how do I want to feel in this conversation? Mm -hmm. What do I want to walk away from this conversation with? And what is my intention overall of this entire conversation mm -hmm. so that you know that the ball is in your court and the way that you communicate and how you respond to any question or conversation in, in that scenario. Yeah. Wow. A lot in there. Really, really helpful. Like just, yeah, I love as well that, that when you said, if you don't ask, you know, you're just not going to get the answers always going to be no. So it's definitely to ask and, and, um, and I love the thing that you said about visualization. That is key. If, if you can't see it in your own mind, it's never going to happen like in reality or not really the way that you plan. Definitely. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and I love as well what you said as well under visualization is the three things like how do you want to feel in this situation and also after? And then what do I want to walk away with from this conversation? And just the overall intent. Because sometimes I know I've been into conversation. I'm like thinking like, okay, I just want to try and get this bit done, but I haven't thought about how do I want to feel? Um, I know what I want to walk um, away with, but I haven't always, always considered all three of those things at the, um, at the same time. And I thought that was really key that you niche that all together. Definitely. Mm, yeah. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, our minds and our brains are looking for a foundation of an emotion. So mm -hmm. every single experience that we have in life, we have a feeling that comes from that. Mm -hmm. So it's really asking yourself, well, if I've, if I've experienced scenarios like this before, how did I feel? Do I wanna feel that same way or a similar way? Or is this an opportunity for me to switch things up 
because I actually want to feel empowered. I want to feel fulfilled. Mm. I want to feel joy. I want to feel confident versus feeling nervous of not knowing if I asked the right questions. Did I get my point across? Did the intention that I set come through clearly in that conversation? Does that individual or individuals even know what I was asking for? So it's really getting that clarity of how do I want to feel and then reversing that in every single step and saying, okay, well, I want to feel confident. Here's the steps to work backwards to get me to that overall goal. Yeah, I love that. That's a really great tip about where's the goal and then work backwards to get there. I'm thinking, I just want to be here, but there's no actual clear path to get there. That's really, really key, definitely. And um, I know you mentioned earlier about kind of fear and nerves, which kind of leads into my next question about, like, can you truly overcome, like, nerves and the fear to speak um, so that you can actually look and sound more confident, even though you might be kind of shaking in the inside? Mm. I actually gave a talk about this not that long ago, (laughs) and I've done a ton of research on this Mm. where some of the top speakers in the world still experience jitters um, when they're on stage, they're nervous. And I, that actually was the thing that gave me a sense of peace in any speaking that I do, because it's that self-compassion of recognizing it and naming it and saying, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm nervous walking into this conversation or I'm nervous walking into doing this, this talk. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm not alone because other people experience this, uh, top speakers in the world experience. And you can even name a couple of individuals yeah. if that's what satisfies your brain. And then also taking it a step further and saying, this is temporary. I actually want to feel this way. And then again, you get to that space of saying, okay, I want to feel confident. I want to feel strong. I want to be perceived as a strong speaker. How do I get there and work backwards? So in terms of truly overcoming, I don't believe that you truly overcome that fear. I feel like it will always, there will always be an inkling of it, but that necessarily is not, is not necessarily a bad thing. So having that fear can almost be reframed of having that excitement. So if I were to walk on stage or if I were to walk into this, this interview and just be so nervous, it can Mm -hmm. also be reframed in, am I nervous or I'm just really excited? And if I am nervous, what am I nervous about? Because there's no right or wrong answer. It's a conversation. And if you're speaking about something, again, that is in alignment with your values, Mm -hmm. that fear will pop up. But that fear is there for a valid reason because fear is there to keep us safe. Yeah, It's our choice to decide how do we want to react to this? How much power do we want to give to this? Mm -hmm. And if I do mess up, if I do say a word or jumble my words together or speak something backwards, that's okay. You know, the power of highlighting those mistakes often really puts people at peace and it keeps that human element and that relatability for for your audience to recognize and say, Mm -hmm. you know, she said um, 10 times now and all public speakers would say, you shouldn't say, um, you shouldn't say, um, <laughs> yeah. like, how many times you say, um, how can you get rid of these filler words? Mm-hmm. And it's okay because we're all human. So I don't yeah. necessarily believe in becoming that fear, but it's how do you harness that fear in a, in a solid way that feels good for you and, and keeping that human factor and recognizing that some of the top leaders, well-known people, mm-hmm. every single person in our life experience that daily in some capacity. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's so key as well. Cause sometimes you think like when you see those greatest speakers you're like oh they look so confident and stuff like I was like some of my top favorites when I've seen like Tony Robbins he's just walking around looks like the strong man doesn't look nervous at all but it was so great for you to say that 
even the top speakers, they do feel the nerves. It does come, but to really name it and like claim and say, okay, do I feel nervous? Do I feel excited? And then to put other words as well, I, I am strong and like to kind of reaffirm the feelings that you really want and that. And I like that you said that it's not, it's not a negative thing to feel nervous or to feel fearful. It is the feeling that is what it is and stuff and, and harness it and to work out how can you make that feeling feel good for you? Definitely. And I love that definitely. Cause sometimes you think you're the only one who's got nerves or fear and everybody else is so confident when they go out and speak, but it's not, it's, and I like you mentioned about the human thing about the sounds, the fillers, the ums. Oh, they say, um, or she says this all the time, but that's, natural you know and rather than being robots mm -hmm. talking definitely I love that and then as well kind of moving on from nerves and fear and kind of thinking and stuff it's always mentioned whenever I see it online or when I've had conversations with people about the dreaded imposter syndrome do you have any thoughts on uh, how do you manage it or is the imposter syndrome even real as well what do you think about that I 100% believe imposter syndrome is real. Mm -hmm. How do you manage it is something that it took me quite a while to figure out. And I mm -hmm. feel like when I got into that role um, in the oil and gas industry, as yeah. we spoke about earlier, was really when I finally decided I'm not going to allow to give this power as much as I have been. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that it will go away? No, I believe that it will be there in some capacity um, as we move through our lives. And so a way that I've learned to manage it is to become friends with it. It's not there to hurt us necessarily or to hold us back necessarily. It's there to just point things out and it's there to stretch our minds and to challenge us in new ways. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't there, how would we necessarily be going through life? So the, the imposter syndrome comes up when we have these moments of, well, who am I to do X, Y, and Z? Or why would anybody listen to me say mm -hmm. or talk about these topics when there's already so many people out there, or mm -hmm. I can't enter the space because it's highly saturated, all of the things, mm -hmm. not feeling good enough, not feeling credible enough, not having enough experience. Mm -hmm. And so the way that I have managed it is I named it. So my imposter syndrome has an actual name and her wow. name is- <laughs> What's her name, sorry? Her name is Janet. Janet. <laughs> Yes. And wow. Janet and I have conversations daily. So when Janet pops up, I ask her to sit down at my table or sometimes she will just bring her own chair and she'll sit down and say, okay, we're going to have this conversation. Who are you to actually be on this podcast today? For example, mm -hmm. this is who I am. And you have that open dialogue. So again, it's not the feedback. It's having the open dialogue with mm. that imposter syndrome. Or if you want to name yours, I highly suggest it because again, once we name something, we're able to speak to it or to face it or to address it. We put a name on something and we're much more aware of it then. So you have this open dialogue with your imposter syndrome. So if Janet came in and said, you know what, actually, I don't think that anybody's going to sign up for this program that you're offering. It doesn't feel that great. Even though you've put so much energy and love behind it and poured yourself into this offer, who's actually going to buy it because people aren't going to pay X, Y, Z, all the things, you know, we yeah. create our own rabbit hole because we get in our own way. So it's having that conversation and saying, okay, imposter syndrome, I recognize what you're saying, but can you show me evidence? Is there solid evidence? If there is great, let's write it down. Nine times out of 10, when you ask yourself that question, you're stopped. That conversation will stop because they're truly, I would say 80% of the time, there really isn't solid evidence that nobody is ever going to sign up to work with you. Yeah. Who ever do that, right? And who, who created that belief? Is that your belief? 
or is that a belief of somebody else or some other experience that you have adopted? So when we have that open dialogue with our imposter syndrome, it starts to rewire our brains. It starts to really tap into those neural pathways and create new ones. So maybe the next time that you launch a new offer, you recognize it so much quicker and you're ready to raise that red flag and say, I know that you're coming and I'm prepared for you. Here's what I have prepared. Here's evidence showing why people will sign up to work with me, Mm -hmm. why I am able to get this promotion why I am worth the extra contract or a percentage of what I actually want to feel fulfilled. So I would say, one, it will likely always be there. And two, it's up to you to figure out how to manage it. But I, in a way that works for you, if that's journaling, if that's speaking out loud, that's talking to a trusted person in your life, if it's writing, creating voice recordings of yourself, but really have have that open dialogue and create evidence for yourself that feels really good for you. I love that. I love that. That's really, really helpful. I love that you said that become friends of your imposter syndrome and name her or him. Um, so that it has like an identity and it's, and I like that you said, it's not a negative thing. It's some, it's someone who comes and when you're just a question like, okay, can you sell that course? Can you write that book? can you go negotiate that contract and stuff? And, and so Janet, uh, I like that yours called Janet. I'm not sure what mine are called. She lays out her evidence and she tries and you be like, okay, Janet, where's the evidence that I can't sell this course? Where's the evidence I can't? And then she's like, um. <laughs> exactly. Yes. She almost goes silent. Sometimes she'll come back and rebuke things. But again, that's when you have that open dialogue. I, I want to share a quick story. Yeah. I actually was talking to somebody in my life about this and I made the comment of there's nothing that I can't do. True. And I had an actual person in my life come back and say, well, being realistic about that though, you could go tomorrow and be an astronaut or you could be an astronaut. And I said, well, why not? If that's something that I really wanted, if I wanted to put the love and energy behind it, and that was a true goal of mine, why couldn't I do that? Of course yeah. I could do that. Maybe not tomorrow, but I'll be an astronaut because I can do anything I want. So it's really counteracting. And again, having that evidence with yourself being who yeah. you want to be. Mm-hmm. Definitely having the evidence from myself, definitely. That is really, really key. Rather than listening to, we'll call her Janet, what Janet says and what Janet lays out, having my own evidence of, okay, thanks Janet for, you know, giving your suggestions, but here's how it's going to play out. I really love that. Kind of like, it kind of sets up for me like a kind of court scene where Janet says, well, you do this, you do this, you do this. And you're like, well, can I just present my defense material? And it's this, 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 and this. I really, that's how I kind of see it in in, in my, because I like to visualize as well. And I definitely see it in that kind of scenario. I really, really love that imposter syndrome. I'm going to think of a name for my one. I like that yours is called Janet. <laughs> sure. Who are, I don't know what I'm going to call her. Think You'll of, have to report back and let me know. Yeah, definitely. 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 Yeah. It's just been so great, Marissa, to go through all of these different topics. And it's like, we've kind of just touched surface level on so many things and stuff. And I, I'm really grateful you've come along today to share just even a touch of your expertise in all of these different topics and stuff. And I, and I just wanted to know sort of uh, around this time now, what else exciting things are you working on that our listeners might be interested or what's coming up in the pipeline that we, you can share about with us? 
Yeah, so I actually just did some reformatting and I've opened up applications to work with me one on one. So if anybody is interested in that, they can um, apply directly on my website, which you can find at www.marissabailey.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, which is Marissa Renee Bailey, all one word. Um, and I'm also working on something super exciting, which is the first time that I'm talking about it publicly publicly here is that I am creating a six month mastermind, which is set to launch in September. So if you have any interest or you feel called to want more information, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm so excited about this offer. It's something that I've wanted to create for probably going on two years now. Wow. Yes. That's exciting. It sounds like so many things are happening. Wow. I really love it. And so I, what I'll do is in the show notes, I'll put like your contact link so that all of our listeners can get hold of you and stuff. And just before we go, just have you got any more final thoughts you wanted to share if anything's come up in your mind that you wanted to tell our listeners? Yeah, yeah. I have a really great quote that popped up in my mind a couple of weeks ago that's been really powerful for me as, as I've been navigating through life, but also as I've been navigating through my business and again, creating these offers and and really doing a deep reflection on, on my identity. And a thing that, that popped up for me was that if we ask questions from a place of fear, that the fear will answer. Mm-hmm. So it's doing that deep work in your mind and asking from a place of love, giving yourself that self-compassion, really practicing grace and patience with yourself mm-hmm. and understanding that when you ask questions of yourself, of others, uh, from whatever you might believe in is to just give yourself patience and give yourself grace because you don't have to have it all figured out overnight. And anybody that ever says that they have it all, quote unquote, whatever it all is figured out, then I would love to speak to that person because <laughs> their own. that's what makes everything so special. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. your Mm-hmm. yeah definitely I, I really really love that um just asking questions from a place rather than asking questions from a place of fear ask from a place of love and that's who's going to answer and I just love that and, and just being kind to yourself because it's always yes. like be kind to people be kind be kind but just being kind to yourself I think that definitely needs like so much more kind of women to definitely do that just really be kind to myself definitely I love that I hope all the listeners uh, tapped into that point as well and just really really love I really loved I really enjoyed listening to everything you've said I just felt like we just touched the tip of the iceberg today as well so much information so much knowledge and stuff and um, you did drop your links as well your social media links so you hang out on Instagram and Facebook where else do you hang out are you on Twitter no just Instagram and Facebook right now great excellent I will put those into the show notes and our listeners will definitely get hold of you but thank you so much Marissa for coming along today I've learned so much and taken so much notes and I can't wait to hear back from our listeners what they thought it's just been such a great time and it's just been a pleasure to meet you and I hope that this is the first of many of our chats on the podcast too I agree thank you so much thank you Well, 
Okay, thank you so much for listening, watching, reading the podcast, etc. All about speaking tips. I hope you learned so much and they're going to be putting stuff into practice this very day, this week, this month. Come on, we've given you so much good information. You need to go and do something with it. Um, all I'd ask for you to do is, you know the drill. If you haven't already, please subscribe, like, do a nice review for me. Let me know what you liked about today's podcast, where you think I can improve, whatever help do you want, what do you want to hear or see being done in my next upcoming podcast or videos, let me know. So whatever platform you're listening, please feel free to do a review. And you know, you can always get hold of me on leanne at leannesvoice.com. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. <laughs>